And there I was with my wife, Robin, at an art show. We were uh, at the Merchandise Mart, and we're just walking up and down, and we thought, oh, my gosh, that smells good. So we kept going in that direction, you know, the direction of what smelled good. And we got closer and closer. We met the source, and there he was, Udell Watts. How are you? I'm fantastic, Steve. Thanks for having me in. Well, you know, there you were with your barbecue sauce, and it turns out old Arthur's barbecue sauce, I totally recognize because we buy it all the time. But when you told me the story of how old Arthur's barbecue sauce was created, I thought, oh, my gosh, you've got to tell this on the radio. And what a better way to do it and what a better day to do it than Mother's Day. So the story goes back several generations in your family. Actually, the story goes back a, a whopping six generations in our family. And uh, the sauce that we make today was first crafted by our family patriarch, Arthur Watts, more than 160 years ago. And it, it's it's a, a story of legacy. It's a story of struggle. It's a story of, of accomplishment that we look for every possible opportunity to tell. And that's how you stumbled across us at the um, artisan market that you found us at. All right, so let's talk about the story and tell the story of how this barbecue sauce was first developed. Uh, no commercial intent in mind, no Mariano's going back all those generations. So how how was it created? So the, the sauce itself, uh, the sauce and the rubs that we have, um, uniquely for the last two years in a row, we've been named the best tomato-based barbecue sauce in America by the National Barbecue and Grilling Association. That's not an accident. It's a result of of literally a century's worth of of tinkering and craftsmanship by Arthur, my great great grandfather. Arthur started started out life in Kansas City, Missouri, uh, enslaved. He was a, a slave from birth. He was owned by a farm that sold meat commercially in the Kansas City area. From about the age of fourteen on, it was Arthur's job uh, daily, all day, every day, to produce that meat that they sold, and that's where he started tinkering. With with whatever he could get his hands on to complement the foods that he was uh, cr- uh, cr- cooking over open pit. So now, I'm, I want to interrupt you just for a moment here because it just blows me away when you say, well, he was owned. You know, I just can't get over that. I mean, how many years ago was this? Not that About, long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if, right. A hundred and some odd years ago, which is a long time, but it's kind of not when you consider that you, I'm sure, know people. I do. That are well over the age of 90, right? You oh, know? Ab- absolutely. So, so this is in nearly someone's lifetime. Someone was owned. Anyway, go ahead with the story. Long story short, uh, Arthur was fortunate enough to find himself freed at the end of the Civil War. Uh, he was 28 years of age. The only thing of value that he had to take with him out of bondage were the recipes uh, that he had crafted and his skill at open pit barbecuing. So he left the Kansas City area, ultimately wound up in central Illinois, and immediately put his recipes and skill to work uh, as a means of pulling himself forward as a free man. Um, over the years, he developed a reputation as being the go-to pit master. If you were having a city festival, a county fair, or what have you, you sent for Arthur. He came to town and he made it happen. He was accustomed to massive commercial cooks, and that's exactly what he did for these municipalities. He enjoyed that reputation until the time of his accidental death at 108 years of age. Well, hold on. 
accidental at 108? What happened? It's a long story. It, <laughs> it, it involves a horse, some whiskey, <laughs> and a, and a uh, coal train. But Okay. Um, <laughs> now, how does Kewanee, Illinois play into your story? Because I'm getting text from people in Kewanee. What, why are they texting me about your barbecue sauce? Kiwani was Arthur's home for the entirety of his 80 years as a free man. We still have family that lives in and around the Kiwani area today. Uh, it was a place where that Arthur landed immediately after being freed, um, a place where he found himself. He was homeless when he first got to town. He, had, he didn't have a penny to his name, and he found um, odd jobs around town when he first got there in order to just – earn a day's wage, earn a few cents, earn a meal. And he found himself um, at odds with a handful of neighborhood or local toughs uh, and was forced to defend himself. And unfortunately, um, the three toughs that uh, set upon him wound up hospitalized. Arthur wound up in jail. And um, there was a, a shopkeeper that saw the whole incident and saw that he was faced. He was in a situation where he was not given a choice. Uh, he had to defend himself. And um, he was taken before a judge the next day. Um, the shopkeeper actually appeared at his bench, you know, uh, hearing, I guess, and spoke up on his behalf and told the absolute truth. Arthur was uh, freed with a, with a, an admonishment, uh, but he was freed and, and no action was taken, uh, given that he was not the aggressor in the situation. He felt he had been treated so fairly in that community that he wound up calling that place home for the entirety of his 80 years as a free man. Now, your name is Udell Watts. What was your father's name? My father's name was Udell. His father's name was Udell. And, and my son? My son's name is Udell. He's Udell the Fifth. Why? Why? Uh, I mean, you guys seem creative. <laughs> we uh, we honor Arthur's legacy with that name. Arthur as a slave. You figure you're pining to be free. Um, th- imagine on a map. Uh, you can't it, where Kansas City, Missouri sits. You can't. Go east if you were to run away. Uh, you can't go east because the Mississippi River is there. It's insurmountable. The only thing you can do is make make your way on foot north to Iowa. Well, even though he were legally freed and not on the run, he still had it burned in his mind, ingrained in his mind that he couldn't go east because he couldn't get across the uh, Mississippi River. So he walked, I don't know, probably 125 miles from Kansas City up to the Iowa border. He walked uh, another 35 or 40 miles into a little crossroads town. He didn't stay there very long before he heard about the prospect of paid work possibly in Kiwani. So he hopped a train hobo style after a couple weeks, uh, made it over to the Kiwani area. Eventually he got married. He started a family there and he named his very firstborn child Udell after the community that he first laid his head outside of the slave state of Missouri. So we have honored uh, that legacy by continuing to name the firstborn son in that direct line, Udell. So I'm the fourth. My son is the fifth. That's great. You know, and I'm being yelled at by our texters. What's the name of the barbecue sauce? So it's old Arthur's barbecue sauce. You'll we'll tell you where it's available. But what makes it different? 
the thing that makes it different is uh, that you had one man's hand in refining this set of recipes, this sauce, over the course of almost a century. He started when he was in his early teens. He first got the assignment of open pit barbecuing when he was 14 by his own words. And if you look on our website, oldarthurs.com, you will see photos of Arthur during the course of his lifetime. You'll see photos of Arthur and my father together. That'll give, help mm. you appreciate how long the man lived. Uh, but Arthur, by his own words, said that he didn't get a lot of instruction early on on how to barbecue. So the things that he learned, he learned, he taught himself, he learned on his own. But he was curious and he constantly ref- constantly refined and he never stopped tweaking his recipes over the course of his lifetime. Now, you go into a supermarket and uh, uh, to be honest with you, I mean, we were familiar with the barbecue sauce only because we wanted to try something new. Uh, the, the barbecue sauces that we've had that are available at your standard supermarkets have been available for the most part forever, it seems. They're kind of the same. Some are spicier, some are sweeter, whatever, but they're kind of, they're manufactured barbecue. And yours tasted different, which is in a good way, which is why we then went back to get it again and again. And there you were. Uh, You're available at Mariano's, I know. In the Chicago area, we are available at Mariano stores. Uh, you can get us in a handful of retail uh, establishments, such as Paulina Market uh, in the city, Wanamaker's out in, in Downers Grove, um, the Backyard Barbecue Store in Wilmette, uh, Homestead Meats in Evanston. So we're just now beginning to expand outwards um, you know, with our retail presence. And the thing that is most striking is folks that get a chance to taste us, like you mentioned, Steve, they they appreciate the complexity of the flavor, the depth of flavor. And the reason is, you know, we are our first priority isn't about squeezing out profit margin. It's about honoring Arthur's craft and giving you the flavors that he felt were the the perfect balance in barbecue sauce, which means that we've got 17 different ingredients in our recipe. The average recipe for a barbecue sauce on a store shelf have 10, maybe 11 ingredients. So just the complexity of our recipe alone sets it in a different class, a different category. And then the other piece is that the recipe that we craft has recipes inside of it. So I couldn't just go to my stove right now and make barbecue sauce. I can begin making barbecue sauce today with the expectation that you and I will enjoy it on Wednesday because there are recipes that have to be made, a couple of things need need a little bit of time to steep and to set before we can actually combine the whole thing and make barbecue sauce. We're running out of time here, but I'm curious, how do you, I mean, you don't make it out of your kitchen and sell it to Mariano. So how no. do you, how do you do this? We have, uh, contracted co-packers. So, um, a contract manufacturer that would make, for instance, the house, um, spaghetti sauce for Jewel or for Mariano. And they follow your recipe. They follow our recipe under contract and a non-disclosure agreement. Yeah. And you come in and you taste it, I assume. Uh, again, available. All sorts of different places, and your website is? www.oldarthurs.com. You can also get us on Amazon.com. Oh, wow. Everything is available on Amazon after all. Absolutely. Udell Watts, Old Arthur's Barbecue Sauce. I'm salivating. I think our producer, Ashley, has gone back for her fifth already, and she doesn't typically do that. Uh, Thank you very much for coming in. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you, Steve.